This is Economy Watch. What you need to know about New Zealand's economic life today. Brought to you by interest.co.nz. Kia ora and welcome to Monday's Economy Watch where we follow the economic events and trends that affect New Zealand. I'm David Chaston and this is the international edition from interest.co.nz. Today we leave with news of important transitions underway, even as current conditions remain troubling. At the end of last week, equity markets everywhere rose to new record highs as investors looked past the political unrest in Washington, now just a sideshow, securing the knowledge that this is just reaction and the real long-term event happened in Georgia. There was a red to blue transition that would likely be repeated in coming years in neighbouring states. Safe haven investments like US Treasuries and gold sold off, with yields rising sharply. Investors expect the incoming US administration will pass bigger fiscal stimulus and infrastructure spending plans and get an effective vaccine program underway. Meanwhile, the IMF says China's economic growth will rebound to 7.9% in 2021 after dipping to 1.9% in 2020, and then expand at the 5% range over the following 15 years. But more importantly, they're calling out the slow pace of structural reform in China and its reliance on debt and Beijing's stimulus for its growth. They report that central government debt will grow to 113% of GDP by 2025, and that ignores the provincial and local government debt. The IMF implores them to shift away from growth based on massive infrastructure projects to one driven by consumer demand and supported by a much better social safety net system. The IMF said China needs to find a way to wind down problem banks, and it warns of the decreasing quality of Chinese corporate debt. Foreign investors also becoming wary of yuan bonds. China's reported rising foreign exchange reserves now up to 3.217 trillion at the end of December 2020, and almost 2% higher in a year. These reserves are now at a five-year high. Chinese authorities are succeeding in holding iron ore and coal prices from rising further, but they're not managing to get them lower following the recent sharp run-up. However, they're also not succeeding in getting down key imported food commodity prices from their sharp rises, which are continuing. And this is despite sharp falls in local port prices recently. Taiwan's export prowess continued in December with another 12% year-on-year rise and boosting their trade surplus to $5.8 billion for the month, helping that was a slowdown in their imports though. And the US has reversed its threat to impose tariffs on France in retaliation for France's digital services tax on the tech giants. And staying in the US, non-farm payrolls fell in December in an unexpectedly disappointing result. Analysts had expected 100,000 rise, but in fact they fell 140,000. It is a backsliding of the minor economic recovery that took place over their summer and autumn. But markets aren't worried. There is an opportunity for 2021 to be the year of a considerable bounce back, thanks to monetary and fiscal stimulus that will be more flexible and forthcoming after January the 20th. The delayed effects of buoyant markets over the past few months, and above all, the expectations of a widespread coronavirus vaccination program. Whether that opportunity converts into reality is a major question. Reality has been in short supply in the US over the past four years. Still, for many Americans, debt is the answer to financial constraints. The Fed released its consumer debt data for November, and that was 4.6% higher than for November 2019. 
It rose 20 billion in just one month after falling an average of 3.7 billion per month from March to October. Canada also reported a sharp fall in employment in December. A fall there was expected, but the 63,000 fall was far greater than expected and wiped out the 62,000 November gain. The latest global compilation of COVID-19 data is out. The global tally is rising faster, now at 89.9 million and up 1.5 million in two days. But the largest number of reported cases globally are still in the US, which rose 545,000 over the past two days, for their tally to reach 22.7 million. US Treasury 10-year yield will start today, up another two basis points at 1.12%. The price of gold took a big tumble in New York near the end of last week, but at the market close it had rallied slightly to finish up $8 to now be at $1,850 an ounce. And oil prices are slightly firmer again today at just over $52.50 a barrel in the US, while the international price is a dollar firmer at just over $56 a barrel. Rig counts are now rising faster. And the Kiwi dollar is virtually unchanged at 72.4 US cents. Against the Australian dollar was softish at 93.2 Australian cents and against the euro was still at 59.2 euro cents. That means our trade weighted index is now at 73.6. And the Bitcoin price has dipped below $40,000 today, but still volatile. It has now fallen to $39,369 and 2% lower than where we left it on Saturday. You can find links to the articles mentioned today in our show notes. Get more news affecting the economy in New Zealand from interest.co.nz. Kia ora, I'm David Chaston, and we'll do this again tomorrow. Tomorrow.